You are listening to the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast, recorded at the studios of Maine Magazine in Portland, Maine, and broadcast on 1310 AM Portland, streaming live each week at 11 AM on WLOBradio.com and available via podcast on drlisa.org. Thank you for joining us. Here are some highlights from today's program. Well, I think that when you change one thing about yourself that bothers you, like I said, it affects your your entire being. It makes you be able to put your best foot forward and it gives you that confidence that you need. And we really loved a lot of the aspects of Portland, Maine, or Maine in general. Um, you know, you have wind energy, you're on the water, there are farms here, it's an old thriving port city that I think, you know, historically has done really well, will do well in the future. In supporting the community, we support nonprofits or schools that are working to alleviate hunger. Um, environmental issues, arts and education, sustainable agriculture, and preventative medicine. The Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast is made possible by generous contributions from the following sponsors. Maine Magazine, Tom Shepard of Hersey, Gardner, Shepard, and Eaton, Mike LePage and Beth Franklin of Remax Heritage, Whole Foods Market, and Akari. Hello, this is Dr. Lisa Belial. Today is October 16th, and this is the fifth episode of the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast, co-hosted by Genevieve Morgan. Today's theme is glow. Most mornings I get up and I run, and I run along the main coast, I run along the rivers and run down to the ocean. I run in the forests, I run across the fields, and the reason that I love to run first thing in the morning is the sunrise, which is the ultimate glow. Most mornings, the sun rises and we see it. Every morning, the sun rises. And this is an external glow that reminds me of the importance of the internal glow. I was recently in Camden at a restaurant um, having a meal with a dear friend and her friend and um, another dear friend, a big group of friends. We were all glowing together. And as we left, she said, take this box of matches. This is a great box of matches. You will love these matches. And I picked them up and they are indeed a great box of matches. And what's so great about them is they're sturdy and they, and they come in great packaging, but they also create this amazing spark of fire. And that's what the sunrise does every morning when we wake up, when, there are, when the clouds have cleared and the sky lights up, we have the spark of fire. That's what we do on the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast. We're trying to begin a glow, whether we're doing it in a small way or a big way, whether we're talking to, as we will today, practitioners from Akari in Portland or talking to a woman from Portland General Store who makes sustainable soaps, or whether we're talking to Barbara Galino from... Whole Foods Market in Portland, who's out there doing things that help the community glow. We're, we're all about glow. So today, I hope you enjoy our show as we talk about ways to bring forth an internal glow and then begin to glow externally out into the world. Thank you so much for joining us. We like to start off the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast every week with our food and sustenance segment. And 
Every week we're joined by Genevieve Morgan. Good to Hi, see Lisa. you again. Um, this week we talked about earlier the idea of glow and getting out there and being in the world and seeing the sunrise, going for a run, you know, finding the good box of matches. And yeah, I love that. I love that topic. As you know, I just wrote an article for Maine Magazine about getting your glow on, unwrapping your skin's potential. And I was thinking about it much more on the surface level, but you've really taken it down to a different level, which is the inner glow, your inner fire. Right. And the inner fire, which um, there is a spiritual aspect to it. There is an emotional aspect to it, but there's also a very just grassroots fundamental foundational aspect to it. And that's the food piece. And this is why every week we go into the whole foods market and they are one of our sponsors. They provide us with locally grown foods. They are just bursting at the seams with food. I was amazed at how much is still being grown locally and still available at the Whole Foods Market. Um, we have our bag that says, I love veggies from Whole Foods Market. Actually, it says, I heart veggies. I know. I which, was looking at that. Yeah. I know, I know you wanted to steal that. but um, <laughs> I do. I really want that bag. Yes. Well, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can I'll find you one, Jen. In my bag this week, I came in. I had some green peppers, some parsley, and some broccoli from Checkerberry Farm in Parkman. I have an Asian eggplant. And wait, I'm going to reach over and show you this, Jen. It's actually really cool. Eggplants are kind of intimidating. I never know what to do with them. Oh, well, here, let me tell you what I did with mine last night. Last night, I took some onions and some garlic and a little bit of ginger and some daikon radish, which is a big white radish that you can actually find at Whole Foods. It's not local, but um, it's used a lot in traditional Chinese medicine, and it's it's helpful for the cold season. It's It's got a little bit of a drying for people who have damp issues. So I put those in with some Asian eggplant, kind of sliced them all up, and added some locally grown tomatoes, and I just let that simmer for a bit. So the thing about eggplant that's really nice, and it's also a healing food in traditional Chinese medicine, we talk about it in our Dragon's Way Qigong class, is um, that it takes on the properties of the food around it. And that's why we always think about eggplant parmesan. This is why it's used. It's, it really, it can be whatever you want it to be. So it's this beautiful purple plant, it's beautiful purple vegetable, and it can used in a lot of ways. And do you just chop off the ends and use it like that? You, yeah, that's the, that is the best way to do it. Chop off the ends, scrub the peel, um, and then you can saute it up. Or a lot of people will bake the eggplant. You can make it into baba ganoush, you know, which is a nice spread. So that's our eggplant. We also had this week some, and I think I mentioned this was Rippling Waters Farm in Standish. We also had some sweet corn, which came from Jefferson, Maine, and some apples, Gala, Cortland, Max, um, and some apple cider, all out of Ricker Hill Farm. Those are also local. And some cluster tomatoes. I don't know exactly where those came from, but it said Maine. So <laughs> these were so many foods. I, I didn't, I was just, I was bowled over by all of this. My daughter Sophie and I, yesterday we were doing cooking for this segment. Because I, like I like to get my hands on the things that I'm talking about. I like to actually know what I'm, so when you say, hey, how do you use an eggplant? I can say, this is how I used the eggplant yesterday. Um, That's great. Yeah, and that's how I, we've talked about this predominantly plant-based diet. We've talked about vegetarian chili in past segments. That's how you get your kids interested in eating these kinds of foods. Well, and I think you bring up a really interesting point because uh, in one of my last articles that I wrote, we talked about the uh, overweight and obesity rate of children in Maine, and it is marching in course with the nation, which is about 66%. So that means that two out of three kids in the, our state are considered either overweight or obese. And as we know, once you are overweight or obese as a child, it gets much harder to lose that weight as an adult. So bringing your kids along 
And getting them interested in making food fun is a great way to begin taking the pounds off in childhood. Though it's easy to make them hot dogs and mac and cheese, and I certainly do that all the time. Um, Exposing them to different flavors and different experiences is really important. And speaking of different flavors and different experiences, I have some... I have brought you and John, our audio guru over here, some baggies of our corn and bean. He's smiling now. That's good. He's looking very (laughs) excited. Our our corn and bean salad, which I know it has kidney beans. It has garbanzo beans, otherwise known as chickpeas, um, locally grown corn. It's got some tomatoes in there. Mix it up with a little vinegar. We'll put this on the Dr. Lisa website um, so that you can bring this home and enjoy it yourselves. And I know children like it. You were asking me about football watching this is something you could serve during a football game it's a way to get this beautiful colored food into on your plate that would be nice to have an alternative to nachos well it yes it is nice to i mean i think people are still going to eat nachos but but you know if you yeah, you can add a little extra you can add a little extra and you can also uh when you're thinking about things to sort of swap out uh, this last week, I went into the Whole Foods store and I found some main root root beer. They have sarsaparilla, they have root beer. There's also green bee soda. They have blueberry dream and there are lemon honey zinger sodas. And these are locally made sodas. Because you were asking me a question about soda before we went on the air. Yes. Well, I was just lamenting the fact that all all soda except for homegrown soda has uh, high fructose corn syrup in it instead uh, as a sweetener instead of real sugar, which I think is a real problem for the future of our health. It is a real problem. And what I know and is that we're a society where we kind of get hit over the head with things, very strong flavors, whether it's sweet or salty or spicy. And we can't seem to do anything that's not extreme. So when you, you actually have to help re-educate yourself or your children when it comes to sweetness, when it comes to a sugar content. So these sodas are good because they're not really, really sweet. The one that's made with honey, the green bee, it's honey. It's, it's you know, they use just enough to make it just sweet enough. And the same with the main root soda. Um, And you can also, you were talking to me about canning and preserving and, you know, we have this great harvest right now. What do we do with these foods? What do we do to preserve the local throughout the year? So I made some applesauce with Sophie yesterday and speaking about sweeteners, we took about, I think it was about eight cups of apples, Cortland's and Max from Ricker Hill Orchard. We cut them all up. And of course, when you're 10, that's, that's a chore, but she still did that. She still helped make the pie too. And instead of using sugar, as one might traditionally do, we used some apple cider and we used some honey. Mm, how'd it turn out? It was really good. And this is the second time in the week that I've made this applesauce. The last time I made it for my, one of my dear friends, he ate it all. So it was all gone. I didn't get any more of it. And this time I made it, and both of my daughters had some. And it, you know, there, there was no, there was no sugar. It was all naturally sweet. In fact, the honey was from a local apiary. And you can also use maple syrup. In Maine, we have a plenty of, we have plenty of that sort of thing. I know people forget that there are many alternatives when it comes to sweeteners. Yeah, it's not just white cane sugar. Right, and there's agave nectar, there's brown rice syrup, there's a lot of things, and they're not all locally grown. But Well, and talk a little bit about this, about why it's important, because there, uh, white cane sugar actually raises your insulin levels significantly when you ingest it, but the natural sugars have other properties, if I'm, I'm right in this, they have other properties that don't create that big insulin spike. So if you're struggling with diabetes or um, insulin sensitivity, really understanding the different varieties open to you for sweetness in your life is important. 
It's true. I, they don't have the same insulin spike. They have a lot to do with the glycemic index, and we'll talk about that on a, on a future show. Um, the other thing with these natural sweeteners is you don't have to use that much of them. As most people know, honey is very, very sweet. Maple syrup is very, very sweet. And if you can use just a little bit, then you're, it'll go a long way. The other piece is that it has more, well, for example, honey. It's made from the pollen collected by bees, so it actually has healing properties, as does maple syrup, which is sort of the, it's sort of the lifeblood of the trees, as opposed to cane syrup. I mean, there's nothing inherently wrong with sugar, per se, or sugar cane, but when you process everything down, kind of like the high fructose corn syrup, you're losing a lot of the good properties of the food. That, that makes so much sense. Yeah, that add nutritional value. So these are, these are some of the things that I was thinking about this week when it came to our food and sustenance segment, and... I, I think there is such a huge relationship between one's inner glow, one's um, what one puts into one's body, and it, it shows on your face, it shows in your life, it shows in how you interact with people. I've seen this over and over in my practice, and I, I think you've seen the same as well, Jen. I certainly have, and I do know that one of the main lifestyle choices you can make to uh, increase the radiance of your skin is to cut back on sugar consumption. So as you've all, oh, as you keep on saying, Lisa, it's all connected. It is all connected. And we're going to see that as we continue on in the show with our next segment, the, the lovely ladies from Akari here in Portland, and then moving on to Lisa Broder from Portland General and Barbara Galino, our wonderful Whole Foods Market sponsor. Um, and liaison. So it's going to be a great show. Sounds like fun. Yes. Keep on listening. This segment of the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market of Portland, Maine. Whole Foods Market, where you will find the highest quality natural and organic products available. Follow them on Facebook and go to wholefoodsmarket.com to learn more about their Whole Foods, Whole People, Whole Planet vision. We're here in the studios of Maine Magazine with our friends Eliza Harris and Christina Sterling of Akari in the Old Port. Eliza is a licensed esthetician who graduated with honors from the renowned Avida Institute of New York. She has six years of industry experience granted in esteology science. Eliza is committed to helping patients reveal their natural beauty through the latest skincare therapies. And Christina is the senior esthetician at Akari. She grew up in Scarborough and sings lead in the Jim Champion Band at the Landing in Scarborough, which makes me very happy as a fellow <laughs> singer. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing your voices with us today. Thank you for having us. So I'm also here with Jen Morgan, and I know that Jen has a personal relationship with Akari, and we're it's important that we have you in here because you're representing the segment that we're talking about today, GLOW. GLOW, we're all about GLOW and internal beauty and external beauty and how those things match up and wellness. So I, uh, having had several conversations with Alan, the founder of Akari, I know that this is what he is all about. He's about beauty from the inside to the outside. Um, tell me about Akari and the philosophy behind Akari and how it came to be what it is today. 
Well, basically, uh, the philosophy at Akari is that beauty starts from within. So as we get older, our faces and bodies are constantly changing as we age. We want to take care of the core before we take care of the exterior. And at Akari, we want to be responsible for all your cosmetic needs, including your health physically and mentally. And did you personally come to being an esthetician for that particular reason, or was there another reason that brought you here? Absolutely. It's something I've been interested in, anti-aging, and um, so that's definitely something I wanted to get into. I know Christina's from Scarborough. Are you also from Maine? I'm from Durham, Maine. So you came, you know that people in Maine want to be just as beautiful as people anywhere else, and you decided you were going to go get some training in this, and you went away to New York to do this. That's correct. How did that change your sort of worldview on beauty and... Well, New York, you know, everybody's um, definitely into the most cutting-edge technologies in New York City, Um, and I think that bringing that to Maine... Um, is a great thing. You know, in Maine, we have a lot of extreme temperatures and we're dealing with, you know, very, very hot, very, very cold. So our skin goes through a lot of different conditions throughout the year. And um, I think people in Maine are really looking for solutions for that. Do do you see that? How has your, I guess, how has your philosophy changed over time? I know that you began at Sakari and you obviously had did the standard hair, makeup, nails, things like that. But what I understand now is that you actually have a cosmetic center over there, which some people have called a medispa. So, and I believe that this has changed the types of services that you offer. Yeah, basically, um, I started at Akari about four years ago, and um, I've just watched Akari grow. Um, we had moved down from 4th Street up to Middle Street, and um, our Medispa has just grown in so many ways. Um, we have a few um, new doctors that are on, on board with us. We have new treatments. Um, so it's just definitely up and coming. Every day is a new day with us. So, And I actually can speak to that because I went to Akari for the first time 10 years ago, I think, for just to get my hair cut. I moved here from San Francisco via New York, and um, it was the, the best hair salon at that point. But since then, I've witnessed this huge growth in what you guys offer. And also um, a sense of life coaching. And, and there's more spiritual stuff and emotional stuff happening over there, too. Definitely. Is that tr- uh, that's my perception. Definitely. We, um, we have um, a lifestyle coach um, that basically just started working with us. And uh, she's wonderful. She basically... She's able to really connect with a lot of our clients at, at Akari. Um, she helps you sort of come up with different goals that you have for your life and different ways that you can go about achieving that. So it's really great, and we're very excited to have her. So Has that changed the way you've practiced your services? I think our vision at Akari is that someone can <laughs> come in and they can get anything they need done from head to toe. You know, they can come in, they can get, you know, a wellness coach to help them from the inside out, and they can get a laser treatment, and they can get their hair and nails done. It's basically, you know, we can have a whole team behind you to take care of you, to get you, you know, where you want to be. Which is really important because I, in last week's show, we, we spoke to Marcel Pick, and she re- wrote the book, Are You Tired and Wired? And she talked about how women are always giving. It's every, all the energy is sort of outgoing, and they end up with very little left. So it's almost as if you need a team. You need to have a team of people behind you to help coach you, to help make you feel more beautiful from the outside and from the inside. And when I met, I met with Alan a few weeks ago and we sat down, we had lunch. He said, you know, I I had been doing hair for, 
I don't know what he said, 30 years, something like this. And he told me he could put his hands on a client's hair and he could tell things about her life. He could tell where she was sort of in her cycle. He could tell whether she was pregnant. He could tell. And that was so interesting to me because, I mean, it, it's, it, it speaks to sort of the subtlety that you can gain from touch, but also from the relationship that you're describing, which goes so much deeper than let me do your nails. I mean, it really is the back and forth, I think, to, and the ability to know somebody over time. Absolutely. I also think that women feel really guilty about pampering themselves. And I wanted you to speak to that a little bit because obviously these services aren't free, um, but they do have a value that goes far and beyond just a monetary value. And so what, what do you, do you get that a lot from your clients? They come in and they feel sort of sheepish about the services or you know having you pamper them? You know, I think that what it is is that when you have something that bothers you, something that that you're that you find is a flaw, if you fix that, it can change your entire outlook on your life. It affects how you go out into the world, your confidence, you know, how you feel about yourself and that helps, you know, you be a better mother or a better wife or, you know, just it just helps you all around. And do you feel like you're able to nurture people through some of these changes? Do you feel like you're able to help them almost the way a therapist might? Well, and I think changing the way you look when you look in the mirror, whether it be your hair or your skin, you know, starting yourself on a good skincare regime or getting yourself, you know, you know, doing different facial treatments. Um, I just know if you look in the mirror and you feel better about the way you look, I think sometimes that's where the confidence comes. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely important to take care of your outer beauty as well as your inner beauty, definitely. We'll return to our interview in just a moment. This portion of the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast is being brought to you by the following generous sponsors. Akari, an urban sanctuary of beauty, wellness, and style, located on Middle Street in Portland, Maine's Old Port. Follow them on Facebook or go to akaribeauty.com to learn more about their new boutique and Medispa. And by Robin Hodgkin, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor at Morgan Stanley Smith Barney in Portland, Maine. For all your investment needs, call Robin Hodgkin at 207-771-0888. Investments and services are offered through Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Now, one of the questions we have later on in the show, we have Lisa Broder from um, the Portland General Store, and she does a lot of work with men's products, men's care products. Uh, we've talked a lot about women so far. Tell me about what your male clientele looks like. You know, we certainly have a lot of men that come into Akari, and I think a lot of times the way it starts is they might come in for a haircut, and then, you know, we have certain stylists that might, you know, you got to go upstairs and see Christina. So I think um, a lot of times that's sort of where it starts is down on the hair floor. Um, but we certainly do a lot of men's facials. We can cater to a lot of men's needs. Um, we have men's facials. Um, so what we can correct on a woman, you know, we basically can correct on a man as well. And I think a lot of times men in general are <clears throat> a little bit more shy about things like that, but we try to make them feel really comfortable and, you know, so that they can come forward with questions and different concerns that they might have. So 
Yeah, I think men are just as interested in anti-aging as women are, you know, um, and we have a lot of fantastic laser treatments from skin tightening to laser hair removal um, that help with that. You know, men love the massages, the facials. We, we do have a lot of male clientele. So what, tell me about the laser thing. I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by this because I know we use lasers in medicine. We actually, I do acupuncture. We use lasers in acupuncture. So how does that help with skin? What's the relationship there? Well, um, our laser treatments addressed many different issues. Um, a lot of issues that people are having right now after the summer is people have a lot of sun damage or, you know, um, spots on their skin and um, they're looking to get that removed. So lasers are fantastic for that. We do laser hair removal. We also have a lot of women that come in after having children. They develop melasma pigmentation on their face and we're able to get rid of that with, you know, certain laser treatments. Um, laser hair removal, um, basically it's a permanent hair reduction. Um, so if you're someone that's been waxing for years and you're just sick of waxing and you want to get rid of the hair permanently, come and see us because we can certainly, certainly do that. Eliza, I know you've recently, Akari has recently expanded its services. Can you tell me about the extended staff? Yeah, we have a whole team of, um, of staff that's equipped to take care of our needs. We have an ocular plastic surgeon, we have a pain management doctor, a family practitioner, a podiatrist, an RN, and our wellness coach, of course. So we're basically equipped to diagnose, treat, and enhance all aspects of what someone's looking for. And your doctors, when they're looking at the clients, are they able to deal with um, more difficult medical issues? Are they able to refer them out? Are they able to find them, you know, say a, a physician or even maybe you, Christina, say you see something on the skin and you think, oh my gosh, that's really worrisome. I, I think somebody needs to make sure that's not skin cancer. Do you have some means of referring your clients out for? I mean, I, I've definitely had clients that have come in and I've been concerned about different skin care, you know, whether it be a mole that looks a little um, concerning. Um, and we've definitely referred clients out to different, you know, dermatologists' office. But a lot of times it's stuff that we can correct right at Akari. So our medical director has over 25 years of experience practicing. So definitely um, connected to the community. And is your medical director is doctor, nurse? Dr. Ed Jacoma. Okay. And mm -hmm. what type of doctor is he? He's the ocular plastic surgeon. Okay. And I know that Genevieve was wondering what type of surgeon that is. Yeah, I, I was didn't know what the term ocular meant. So he deals with basically the eyes um, and the health of the eye, the, the cosmetic, you know, everything around those, the those eye. droopy parts on I the was lid. Say, <laughs> as we age, I've inherited. things start to sort of move downward, <laughs> and he's able to give you that nice, beautiful lift. So. Yeah, he's it, really wonderful. And he also specializes in sculpture. In my opinion, he's the best doctor to go to for the sculpture treatments. He's fantastic. He's incredibly passionate about sculpture as w well. What is sculpture? Um, sculpture basically, um, when as you get older, your collagen breaks down, and it's an injectable that helps um, strengthen your collagen over time. So the results are fantastic because um, you know you don't age overnight. So why do you want to anti-age overnight? Is their slogan. So uh, over time, um, you build up the collagen and you get the volume and the fullness. But it's it's your own collagen, so it looks like you. Have you seen that your treating people on the outside has led to um, people making changes on 
the inside that have moved them forward in their lives. Now, I know, Christina, you're a singer with the Jim mm-hmm. Champy Band. Right, yeah. And so, and we were talking about confidence earlier. And I, I think this is a really huge topic, especially for women, but for men and women, that people need to have the confidence to make changes and move forward in their lives. Have, what types of things have you seen in your own practices? Well, I think that when you change one thing about yourself that bothers you, like I said, it affects your your entire being. It makes you be able to put your best foot forward and it gives you that confidence that you need. You know, like when we said, you know, bad hair day, I mean, it just makes such a difference if you feel great about yourself. Well, one of the things that I've figured out or seen talking to people as my in my role as wellness editor is that it's there's a big leap that people take when they invest in themselves because they begin to think that they're worthy of investment and they start to think okay i'm going to take some time and spend some money or spend some time on myself and just that little tweak is the first step towards more confidence and and a moving forward direction would you say that that's true that you've seen that absolutely i definitely have you know, a lot of clients that maybe they just started coming into a car, you know, getting something as simple as an eyebrow wax. And over time, once they've been able to get comfortable with me and once I've been able to sort of build their confidence around maybe getting another service done, you know, they're able to sort of step outside the box and maybe try something new. And then in turn, that's going to change the way they look when they look in the mirror and then, you know, might help them in their outside life as well. And I think investing in your skin and investing in yourself is a little bit different than, say, investing in like a Gucci bag or something that's going to last, you know, maybe a couple seasons, it'll bring you that joy of carrying it around. But um, when you invest in your skin and yourself, that's something that you're going to have for the rest of your life. And what I... I'm just so thrilled. I know that you both were telling me you were a little bit nervous when you came in here, but I think that this topic is so important because the the theme today is glow, and we're talking about internal glow and personal glow. But what I know about glow is, you know, the more that you're sort of lit up by people around you, the greater the glow. So I love this idea of trust and that people will come to see you, Eliza, or you, Christina, and they and you're actually helping them glow and sort of glow brighter and go out into the world and have more of a presence and more of a light. So there is a pretty important thing that you're doing over there at Akari. It's a service. It's a it's a calling. It's it's more than just your traditional salon. So I really appreciate your coming in and talking to us about this. I know that people who are listening are going to have um, a lot of thoughts on the subject. How can they most easily reach you? Well, you can. We are open Monday through Saturday of every week. Um, you can call and book an appointment. You can call and book a consultation. Yeah, the consultations um, are complimentary. So even if you just, you know, want to come in and ask us, you know, different questions, whether it be about your skincare regime at home or certain, you know, concerns that you might have, um, just book a consult and come on in. And you have a website. We do. Yeah, it's AkariBeauty.com. And you also have a Facebook presence, from what I understand. So people can get information on Facebook. They can like the page. And I think information pops up that way, too. Absolutely. Yep. And people will, I love this. You guys are so much of a family. <laughs> we are in sync this You're morning. chiming in together. That's, that's really great. So, um, and we will make sure on the Dr. Lisa website that we refer people back on over to Akari. And we thank Akari. Akari has been, from the very beginning, a sponsor of the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast. And Jen Morgan and I are thrilled. We think it's a, we believe that we're part of your family as well. And we know that we're just going to keep growing and thriving and doing good things. Thank so, you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. Having us. Jen, it was great to have the chance to talk to the women at Akari. 
and hear what they're doing with their relationships with their clients. And now we have somebody here to talk to us about her relationship with the world and the, the way she's dealing with skincare in a very, very different way. So I'm really happy to have her. Today on the Maine Magazine Minute segment, we are talking with Lisa Broder. Lisa and her partner, Troy Tyler, are the creative minds behind Portland General Store, an all-natural men's skincare line available at Portland Dry Goods and online. Lisa holds a BFA in illustration from the Art Institute of Boston and has worked as a producer and marketing executive in New York City. Years ago, she and Troy became very interested in sustainable living. As part of that process, Lisa happened upon some vintage soap and perfume recipe books and a collection of antique Czechoslovakian pharmacy bottles, which were her creative inspiration, which is so cool. Tell us how that happenstance led to Portland General Store. Well, we, I, we were actually living in New York in Brooklyn, and I we both had an interest in self-sustainable living. Um, you know, we traveled a lot across the country and were thinking about places that we wanted to move to, and we really loved a lot of the aspects of Portland, Maine, or Maine in general. Um, you know, you have wind energy, you're on the water, there are farms here. It's an old, thriving port city that I think, you know, historically has done really well, will do well in the future. And so um, that all really inspired me to start something that revolved around um, handmade goods. Uh, you know, originally, Portland General Store was going to be a brick and mortar, actually. And oh, really? A, a real store? A real store was the original concept back in 2006. And they're online. You're online now. We're online. Okay. We never we never opened up a brick and mortar, but originally that was the concept that I was going to make soaps and body creams, and then we'd have other artisans that maybe knitted things or made, you know, like hand-forged axes, um, leather goods, kind of what's happening now. When, this was back before that became a trend, so I guess I, we were forward thinking at the time, but um, it, we never, we just kind of decided we didn't want the overhead of a brick and mortar at that time, and I was also in nursing school, and I just decided to uh, continue making um, bath products and experimenting, and I enjoyed it a lot, and that was part of the reason. And, and, and you got... You got interested in this because of you, you call yourself the nose of the business. I'm really interested in that. <laughs> so is Lisa. Uh, what does that mean? And how did that lead you? How did your nose lead you to this? Um, well, I, I'm an artist and it's just it's it's sort of evolved as like a different medium in many respects. Like instead of, you know, using just my hands and my and my eyes to paint a picture, you know, I love drawing and painting. It's like I use my nose to create this art that is a wearable art and something that's good for you, um, that has some aromatherapeutic benefits. Um, and, and they're I, unusual scents. They're not flowery. They're, they're just, they're really fresh. They're kind of rugged, but they're not cloying. Uh, I, well, through, you know, a Portland Journal store has evolved a lot. I, I started making women's products and that evolved into men's because I found that I had a knack for making more, what I thought, were more masculine scents. I think what I really like about your product is they smell really clean. The, the scents are really clean. And I think that that's a really attractive quality. 
But also the other thing that you do, which is, is incredible, is you have carried through your philosophy of sustainability and authenticity into your packaging. And I know you're a designer and an illustrator, and your, your names, your packaging is really unique. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Sure. Um, our packaging has also evolved. Like It started out, I was like tea staining, you know, labels and handwriting on them um, and using my printer to what it is today. And Troy had a large part in the redesign that we recently did. Um, you know, it in 2009, we I had an idea to do a men's line that was separate from the women's line. And we were originally on Etsy. And I just noticed that there weren't a lot of the offerings in skincare for men that there are for women. Um, very natural products, uh, you know, just giving that, I guess, choice to men that women have in skincare. And I decided to create the men's line. And so the issue is men don't really care right away. Not all, you know, some men do, but most men, they care more about is it effective? Um, what does it look like? They want a masculine product. So we created this, or, you know, Troy sort of took on the role of being the creative director because he also. He doesn't have formal training as a designer, but he did study at Parsons, and he's very, very creative. And it was his little project um, to have these masculine, you know, elements in the new label. And so it's basically it, it's appealing to men aesthetically, and then they realize, oh wow, this product it has these natural qualities. It's you know vegan or organic, only uses essential oils, and then they use it. And some of them take a little more work to use. But then you real um, men, you know, I've we've tested on Troy and friends of mine or customers have told me that it takes a little work, like to whip up the shaving soap. But then it feels really moisturizing, no razor burn, compared to some other products where there might be irritation. Um, I've had men that have skin issues like eczema that use our products. I mean, it's for every man. Uh, I promote using natural products. I just think it's better for any type of skin, but it works for people that have problematic skin as well. And so that makes me, as you know, a pr previous um, nurse to be, very happy that I can help those people. Well, I think that's a good point. Uh, the next column, that, column that's coming out in Maine Magazine is about holistic skin care. And it's not something that a lot of people think about, but there are chemical preservatives and and chem other kinds of chemicals in body mo moisturizers and shampoos and facial products. And that is uh, another way that we are putting chemicals into our system, which can contribute to an overall body burden and tax our systems even more. So I'm a big proponent of all natural skincare products too. And I think that what you're doing, it's a little bit difficult because the products don't have as long of shelf life. Yeah, well, we use we do use um, preservatives in our products, but we use the, you know, gentlest forms um, that have been tested for, you know, they've been used for many years, and they've been tested, and they're non-toxic, and they're considered safe. Um, they usually our products have a shelf life of one year. There's a couple of products that have a shelf life of six months because we use very little preservative. It's hard to not use preservatives in a product because number one, it helps the ingredients to blend together. And you you know, if you don't use any preservative, you might have bacteria growth within one to three months. Um, but the preservatives we use, they're so light that we have to tell customers to like shake a product because sometimes the ingredients do separate. And so if you see a product like that, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It just means it's has mostly natural contents in it. 
Well, it sounds like there's a lot of science behind all of this. That you've really thought every aspect of your formulas out so that they're, they're not only smell great, help you look better, mm-hmm. but they're actually helping in other ways. Yeah, I, we've done a lot of research. I mean, I'm the person that has created the formulas, and I just do a lot of research. You kind of have to keep up to date with what's hot in skincare, and then there are things that I like, um, you know, that I see out there. I'm like, oh, that would be great to incorporate, and it's just a lot of research, and sometimes it's hard to find ingredients. I mean, it could take days to, like, find certain ingredients, like spikenard powder, very difficult to find, and sandalwood exfoliating powder is easier to find, but it's rare and it's often sold out on like common, wow. you know, Well, websites. we're so lucky in Portland to have you doing all of this. Thank you. So Lisa, what's next for Portland General Store? Well, we have, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of exciting things. Uh, we're going to be starting a women's line in the spring, summer of 2012. Um, and I'm already whipping up formulas and products, um, soaps, bath scrubs, things like that for women, again, with a very natural twist. But you know, I'm coming back to it now after have, having done a men's line for a couple of years. I'm going back to doing a women's line, and I'm hoping it'll be, you know, much more sophisticated than our previous women's line. And you've been mentioned, I think, in a bunch of different national publications, and you were saying this off, off microphone. Tell me about that. Uh, well... We've been, fe- I mean, since inception of the men's line in 2009, we've been featured in a number of major publications like Men's Journal, um, Real Simple, Wallpaper, uh, GQ, you know, a number of those publications. And um, I don't really want to say what we're going to be in this Christmas because it's kind of top secret until the magazines come out, but we are going to be featured in at least um, five major publications. That must be very gratifying that that you're living this passion and all this hard work you've put into it is getting more of a national recognition and buy-in. Oh, it's absolutely wonderful. You know, I I mean, it's, I do feel passionate about our products and I feel really great that I can give these products to men and that they're catching on. Um, Like I said earlier, men have a harder time, I think, being... Um, enticed to buy an all you know an all natural organic product. There are so many products. They really care about performance. So if you can sell them a product that performs, but is also natural in a package that they like, that's masculine, that they're not af- you know they're not afraid to display. It doesn't look too feminine. Then I think that's great, and you know that's what our goal is. Well, I think it's so exciting that you and Troy have come to Portland to do this because it's a wonderful thing for our skin, but also for the entire state and for you to have just invested all this energy into this business here. And I wanted to tell the people out there, the listeners, where they can find your product. How do they go about buying Portland General Store? Well, we have a website and it's pretty easy to remember. It's portlandgeneralstore.com and they can reach us via email. Um, It's portlandgeneralstore at gmail.com. Thank you so much for coming in today, Lisa. We Thank can't wait you, to read Jen more about you. <laughs> Thank you. To learn more about all natural skin care and Portland General Store, read my upcoming wellness column, Get Your Glow On, in the November December issue of Maine Magazine, available this week at your local newsstand. To read more or subscribe to Maine Magazine, visit us online at mainemag.com.
Each week on the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour, we read a quote from the book Our Daily Tread. Our Daily Tread was created in honor of my late um, Bowdoin College classmate, Hanley Dunning. This is from Bird Baylor. Today's quote is, The way to start a day is this. Go outside and face the east and greet the sun with some kind of blessing or chant or song that you made yourself and keep for early morning. For those of you who aren't familiar with Our Daily Tread or the organization Safe Passage, I thought I would give a little background this week. Our Daily Tread began with a birthday celebration. It was January 19, 2007. Busy with party preparations, we heard the kitchen door slam as our 13-year-old returned from basketball practice. He called out, Hey, Mom and Dad, you know the person who founded Safe Passage? The one you went to college with? They told us in school. She was killed in a car accident yesterday. I thought I must not have heard him correctly. Hanley was only 36, my age, as of that day. Unfortunately, it was true. Hanley Denning, the woman known as the Angel of the Garbage Dump, had died on January 18. Her family and friends were gathering to mourn, even as mine were gathering to celebrate. I thought about Hanley as I greeted my birthday guests. I had intended to contact my college classmate and find out how I might support her efforts in Guatemala. Caught up in the demands of parented and medical training, I had not done so. I considered what she might have told me. Based on what I knew of her work with Safe Passage, it seemed she might have shared the words of our fellow Bowdoin College graduate, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Give what you have. To someone else, it may be better than you dare to think. The question was, what did I have to give? The book, Our Daily Tread, is exactly what I have to give to Hanley and to Safe Passage. And the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast is what I have to offer now. This segment of the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast is made possible by generous contributions from the following sponsors. Thomas Shepard of Hersey Gardner Shepard & Eaton, an Ameriprise Platinum Financial Services practice in Yarmouth, Maine. Dreams can come true when you take the time to invest in yourself. Learn more at AmeriprizeAdvisors.com and by Mike LePage and Beth Franklin of Remax Heritage, Yarmouth, Maine. Honesty and integrity can take you home. With Remax Heritage, it's your move. Learn more at rheritage.com. And today on our Give Back segment, we have Barbara Galino of Whole Foods Market in Portland. Barbara's going to talk with us about what they have to give and how easy it is to give within our community. And we're also joined by Genevieve Morgan. Thanks for coming in, Barbara. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Barbara, I am so impressed by your store. I go in every week. We gather our locally grown foods for our locally grown food segment that we do here on the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast. And it's it's clear to see that what you're doing within the store goes beyond just offering produce, offering, you know, things for the home. It's really about giving the people the chance to live the lives they want to live. And I think part of that is giving back. So tell me about some of the programs that you have that enable people to do so easily. Well, uh, Whole Foods Market Portland, what we do there is that we support, uh, we believe in being an active participant in the community uh, in which we live and work and play. And we've been able to do that um, by providing both store-based programs that we support, the store, 
as well as customer supported programs. And our customers really, really embrace that. Um, I think that the Whole Foods Market customer not only shops there because they're interested in their health and in high quality products and particularly our quality standards and uh, what we offer in natural and organic products, but because we are good supporters of the community and they want to do that too and we make it easy for them to do that. So Whole Foods Market Portland opened in February 2007. But since uh, February 2007, we've been able to, through 5% days as an example, and I'll talk about what the store does first, um, we've been able to provide uh, select nonprofit organizations and schools with over $101,000 to date through 5% days. And 5% days, we offer them four times a year. And it's where, on a specific day, we give 5% of our net sales to a specific nonprofit. As an example, we just had one for Ferry Beach Ecology School. Uh, and next week, we will be having, on October 18th, uh, we will be having a 5% day for the Cancer Community Center in South Portland. And I'm really excited about that. I think they're a great nonprofit, and they do good work, and it'll be wonderful to partner with them. So those are uh, the 5% days in sponsoring people's, uh, people's uh, nonprofits uh, events is one way that we as the store get involved. But then there's a couple other things that we do as well, the food banks. So Whole Foods Market, um, one of our core values in regards to community support is to help alleviate hunger. And one of the ways that we do that is we donate to food banks seven days a week. Um, and it's great. We have a wonderful relationship with both Preble Street and with Wayside um, programs, food programs now. And we just make sure that people who need the food are able to get really good, safe, edible food um, to put on their tables or the food pantries. And Wayside particularly, they provide uh, food to over 50 Let's see, food pantries, food banks, soup kitchens, and social service agencies. So with them, one of the ways that our customers have been able to get involved is we've run food drives. And we've done six of those food drives now, and I am happy to report that those food drives, which are on a specific two- or three-day time period, usually on the weekend, uh, Wayside will come with a wish list of items that they really need, People can shop for those and then easily drop them off. In Portland, um, this was a while ago, but I do remember Wayside telling me that it was something like, um, there was a study done in 16.8%, and this is a couple of years ago, so I can only imagine it's gotten bigger, but 16.8% of Portland's population, not including the homeless, were food insecure. So food insecure is what you're talking about where it's not necessarily that the person doesn't have a job, but they don't make enough money to pay for all of their bills and food as well. And those are the people that are going to the food banks. Um, another program we're doing right now is with Project Feed. We have a program in the store called Feed Families Now. It changes, sometimes it's Feed Pets Now, it just was that for the Animal Refuge League. Um, and Feed Families Now is an opportunity to support Project Feed out of Woodford's Congregational Church in Portland, and they have an emergency food pantry. So customers can purchase pre-made bags of groceries, might be a meal or snack for a child, um, and then leave it with a cashier, and then we collect them, and then we will bring them to Project Feed. Now, we've just started that program, so I don't really have any numbers to give you. 
But this winter, we did it for Youth Alternatives, which is now part of PROP. And in four months, our customers donated 1,700 bags of food. I mean, that's absolutely remarkable. I'm so proud of them. I, that's, that is really great. And this is just by going up to the cashier and saying, I would like to buy this. I would like to give back to my community in this way. Exactly. And the bags are right there on display. And they can choose the bag and the price point they want. Most of the bags are, in fact, I know all of the bags are under $8 a bag. Um, and they range from, let's say, like 250 to $8. So people can do what they want. And that's a great gift to give to someone this holiday season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll be doing another food drive in December for Wayside because, as you can imagine, um, the need gets even greater in the winter. And it's an opportunity to support with things that we all want to eat for a holiday meal, cranberry sauce or stuffing, etc. Barbara, if I am running a nonprofit organization and I'm interested in having Whole Foods sponsor one of my events, what are the kinds of values that you're looking for or the kind of organizations? Well, uh, pretty much in in supporting the community, we support nonprofits or schools that are working to alleviate hunger, um, environmental issues, arts and education, sustainable agriculture, and preventative medicine. That's a big list. <laughs> it is a very big list. It pretty much covers the gamut. And these are your core values, is that correct? Correct. For supporting uh, the community and the nonprofits, it's what we really look for. It's interesting to hear all about all of the events that you support because we also, two shows ago, we did a show on courage and resilience. And mm-hmm. Julie Marchese from Try for a Cure was our give back guest. Great. And I know that Whole Foods was involved with Try for a Cure. That's right. We uh, were involved with a Try for a Cure from the inception. And so four years now, uh, we have provided all of the athletes with the post-race food. So that's a 1,000 women. And we really go all out. And it, we go beyond the water, sport bar, and banana routine and just have really wonderful, delicious foods. And, and people really enjoy it and look forward to it. I love working with food, and I'm glad that I have the opportunity to represent the store for marketing and PR and events in and out of the store and all of the charitable giving and combine my love of uh, assisting people and helping them and helping the nonprofits obtain the funding that they need to raise um, by providing great food. And many of the nonprofits, I'll say to them, I'll make a turnkey for you. And Whole Foods Market will provide all of the food. It's a great event. And I know that often it's another draw for the nonprofit to obtain people to come to the event. They know the food's going to be really great quality. And we'll, um, I try to, my motto is um, under promise over deliver. So well, I like that motto. That's a good one. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. I really appreciate the fact that every week we come on and we bring our locally grown foods. I'm able to say these came from Whole Foods Market here in Portland. Um, you're supporting the local farmers, you're supporting the local community, and Thank also you. the people who want to live better. So I know that Jen Morgan feels the same. We're very grateful to have you not only supporting us as a radio show and podcast, but also all of the people in the greater Portland area who want to glow, who want to Get their glow on, as Jen would say. Yes, very much so. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Each week on the Dr. Lisa Radio RM podcast, we read one of the posts from Dr. Lisa's Bountiful Life. This is a blog that I created in 2008 
when I was attempting to find a way to feed myself, both from a physical standpoint, but also from an emotional and spiritual standpoint. And the blog, be blog began with discussions of food. It began with me going out into the community and going to the farmer's market and really learning how to cook for myself, learning how to feed myself in a physical way. And over time, it has evolved into more of a spiritual and emotional journey. This week, it brings it everything back around full circle. This is the Bountiful blog entry for October 11th, 2011. Apple Fundamentals. There's something very fundamental about apples in autumn. Yesterday, I agreed to chauffeur my 15-year-old daughter and her three friends back from the local orchard. When I arrived, they had picked their apples and were waiting for the donuts they had ordered. We took pictures of them, heads poking through painted plywood cutouts. My daughter's friends were flowers and pieces of fruit. My daughter was a jaunty butterfly. An appropriate image for my changeling child. The donut's still not done. The line for these specially prepared delicacies was long. The girls went on a hayride. I sat on the picnic table, the sun warming my shoulders. It felt far more like a summer season we had just left than the autumn season we had entered. The girls returned from their ride and, having finally exhausted all the fun the orchard might offer, accompanied me to the car. They rode quietly home, paper sacks of donuts and satchels of apples on their laps. They had taken a couple of hours out of their high school existence to recapture the ebullience of childhood. They had picked apples, eaten dumplings, and ridden on hay bales behind a chestnut mare. Apples, autumn, and playtime. Nothing so fundamentally important as these. Read more posts such as this on bountiful-blog.com. This week on the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour, we discussed the theme of glow. We began our conversation with a description of running and sunrise and capturing the moment when the day begins. It's important to remember that even on the days that we don't see a sunrise, the sun is still there. The earth is still rotating. The seasons are still changing. We're still moving from summer until autumn. We're still watching our children grow. Things will evolve. And if we begin tuning into our own inner glow, then things around us will start to catch fire. We started our discussion with the lovely women from Akari in the Old Port who described the importance of looking good on the outside and the confidence that it instills. They also described the importance of relationships and of having a team of people behind you to help you glow. We moved on to a conversation with Lisa Broder from Portland General who described living passionately providing sustainable products that made sense in the greater community but, and in her own life, but also that brought joy into people's lives. And we moved on to a conversation with Barbara Galino from Whole Foods Market in Portland and tied this in with our daily tread and the notion that whatever it is that you do to give back, just do something, show up, give back. But it all starts with the glow. It starts with your inner glow. It starts with the food that you eat. It starts with your connecting with the sunrise. It starts with connecting with the apples in the orchard in autumn. It's all possible. Begin where you are, and you'll begin to radiate outward. Thank you for joining us again this week. May you have a bountiful life.
The Dr. Lisa Radio Hour and Podcast is recorded in downtown Portland at the offices of Maine Magazine on 75 Market Street. It is produced by Kevin Thomas and Dr. Lisa Belial. Editorial content produced by Chris Cast and Genevieve Morgan. Audio production and original music by John McCain. For more information on our hosts, production team, Maine Magazine, or any of the guests featured here today, visit us at drlisa.org. Tune in every Sunday at 11 a.m. for the Dr. Lisa Radio Hour on WLOB Portland, Maine, 1310 a.m., or streaming WLOBradio.com. Podcasts are now available at drlisa.org.